looking out for number one, California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustle, scrape your guns, your shadow is a ton, driving down the 101, California, here we come, right back where we started from, California. Welcome to the OCD, bitch, the show where we take an in-depth, episode-by-episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap of the early aughts, the O. See, it is the saga of the Coens and the Atwoods and the Coopers and the Nichols and the Don't Forget the Roberts and all those other Newport hooligans. I am your host, leading you through the mean streets of Newport. And joined with me, as always, is my one, my only, Ryan. Ooh, messy. I'm so surprised. Like, I was taking a drink in the audience thinking that, like, I could just enjoy the show. And then you called my name. And I was surprised with a mouthful of liquid. And you sounded so audibly surprised in a nonverbal way. Okay. Look. I'm proud of you. I knew you were going to call my name. What? How? I did a purpose full spit take. No, nobody's ever done that on purpose before. What do you think of my spit take skills? Can I see another one? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, say my name. Ryan, I'm pregnant. <laughs> okay, that felt pulled back a little because you're like, I don't want, I want to drown. I don't want him to be pregnant. Well, I didn't have enough time to... Uh, and That's then, like, true. I was also considering, like, wait, is he? You know? Junior? And, and then I was worried, like, are people going to think that this isn't me spit-taking, but the baby inside of Michael spit-taking? Oh, that baby spit-take like no other spit-take. It comes right out of the belly button. Right, ew. And then it works through the daddy-mommy belly button. Do you, are, do you have a good spit-take, or, like, do you rely on it? Should do you I use try? it a lot? Yeah, give it a try. Hey, what's up? This is Ryan, and with me, as always, is this dumb, stupid asshole... How's that? You just you, you peed a little out of your pants leg. Is that not the spit take? Spit takes from your mouth, bud. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. I thought my name was the key, so I was not sure, and I peed because I was so nervous. I said stupid fat asshole. Um, does it? That's w- my Christian name when we don't use it on this show. When you watch somebody spit take, does it get you? Do you like it? Yeah. You do? For sure. It makes me giggle hard. More than a kick to the nuts? Yes. More than a baseball bat to the face? Never. Nothing ever makes me laugh harder than that. More than a uh, pail of water above a door and then somebody opens that door? Okay, come on. That's the funniest thing in the goddamn world. How about a rubber chicken? What do you even do with the rubber chicken? <laughs> oh, shit. We know what the keyword is. Nothing is funnier than a rubber chicken. How is that spit take? But like, I get the classic joke of um, whoopee cushion or fake vomit. Sure. You put it somewhere, people fart or vomit. But what do you do with that rubber chicken? Is it like historically linked to something and we're missing half the joke and we don't even realize it's only the punchline? Like. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln was actually a rubber chicken, and we're making fun of him every time we do it? He's just a rubber chicken in a big old top hat, and he saved this goddamn country. Until somebody shot his stupid rubber head. He was like, whatever you shoot at me bounces off, oh, and then he died. All rubber chickens used to look alive, but in honor of Abe Lincoln, they look dead now. Don't get racist. Hashtag not all rubber chickens. Hashtag not all rubber chickens. So you're saying you've seen rubber chickens that still look alive? Yes. I think it's weird that the rubber chickens... Secretary was named Pigpen, and the pig secretary was named Chicken Feed. That is weird. Um, we've talked about so many of <laughs> your me uh, off. horrifically nerdy phases: your Magic the Gathering phase, uh-huh. your uh, uh, what do you call the little digital pets? Uh, uh, Tamagotchis. Your Tamagotchi phase, your Pog phase, your um, uh, Devil Stick phase. Oh yeah. Did you have a? That's the only one that makes my face turn red when I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I bring it up, you're like, we have talked about that on the show. Did you have a novelty gag phase? Were you ever at the local? Uh, oh, I loved gag magic store? shops as a kid. I would go to Disneyland and not ride rides just to hang out in the <laughs> magic shop in downtown or like Main Street Disney. Did you have a collection of like fake doggy poo? Not fake doggy poo. That was beneath me, even young. 
Uh, I would just find real dog poo. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it right at people. But I even, it was so weird because I, I was, I did all the things you mentioned, but I would get for years in a row, for like half a decade in a row, just get a new magic kit for Christmas every year and never had like the discipline to sit down and learn the tricks. I think even as a kid, I went, this is a bridge too far. My parents are sending me a clear message. Fuck you guys. Your parents always looked at you in that way where that like they were uh, patting their fist in their hand. Like, uh-huh. oh, we're about to get this kid. And so, yeah, to like actually learn magic, they had no choice but to just push you out a window. Just push me out of goddamn, and I refuse. I will not learn magic. Plus, can you have magic tricks kit and magic the gathering all in the same bedroom? No, that blows up. That, it's yeah, too that much magic. Explodes. This is where the magic happens. And then people get confused. Which kind? What do you mean? Are we you remember card tricks or card games? Do you remember your MTV Cribs podcast where <laughs> you said this is where the magic happens uh-huh. and you brought people into your magic slash and magic room? Just the longest, slowest bad card tricks and the longest shuffling of a Magic the Gathering deck. I was also into magic, but mine, of course, was uh, Urban Magic Johnson as a businessman. Uh-huh. I loved after he retired. You celebrate his whole business acumen? After he beat AIDS, uh, he opened up a bunch of movie theaters, and I had posters of him opening movie theaters all over my just room. a lot of ribbon-cutting posters? Uh-huh. You just had a Polaroid from every location? One Polaroid. <laughs> and I would hang Polaroids all across my room. And But you would... I love that you do have an artistic eye, and people don't give you enough credit for that. Uh, bringing back to Lincoln, all your Magic the Johnson... Magic the Johnson <laughs> gathering. Uh, you would... Make a collage to make it look like one Magic the Johnson dunking. Yes. It was fucking wild. One Magic the Johnson eating one dunking donut. He was just eating that big huge And you look donut. in and you're like, look at the success that this young suburban boy celebrates. He this can man afford one donut. Hey, no, I meant this like you, you oh, look me. up to him so much. Uh, I could not afford that donut. No. Still can't. Mm-hmm. And that's why people should go to our Patreon. Get that Buy young suburban a boy a donut. Look, okay, I know a lot of podcasts out there are like money grubbing. Uh, they want more and more money. They're greedy. But what we're saying is, do you think that you could buy me one Wouldn't single it be nice donut? If you knew, out of the generosity of your heart, Ryan could wake up on a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, and just drive to his local donut store, his donutery, and just have a small coffee and a fucking maple bar or something. Don't you want to hear our spinoff show, The OCD, Orange Cream Donuts? Where we eat delicious donuts filled with orange cream. Every, and we just talk about it every week. Like, oh, this is great. Thank you guys so much. Not, we don't eat a new donut. Every episode is talking about that one time we shared an orange cream donut. True story. Right now, if you go to our Patreon, our goal is to get just 15 patrons. The minute we get 15 patrons, you will get that episode of that show to your very ears. Do you understand how unenticing that is? I do not. I what's don't your, think I understand marketing. No magic is, the Johnson. Hey, people, pay us money, which they don't want to do, so we can talk about a time we had a donut, which they don't want to okay. hear. We'll, we'll eat the donut and talk about it, and also eat whatever you say we have to eat. All 15 of you. If I wasn't, then why would you say I eat? <laughs> is that what the, the, the end of the rubber chicken joke? Yeah, that's I'm it. rubber, and if I wasn't, why would you say I eat? And then you just slap somebody with a rubber chicken. <laughs> Tonight on the OC... Seth and Lindsay and Ryan and Alex double date at a killer show. Group hang! Meanwhile, Julie's take on CEOing gets under Kirsten's skin and Sandy digs into Caleb's secrets. All that and more on tonight's OC the Johnson. We all need a little help sometimes, and you can help us. That's so saying the Beatles? Yes. In their hit song, Help Me Please, Rhonda? Help Me Please, Rhonda. You're my only hope. <laughs> Stop giving me flat tires. Parentheses, not the car kind. You keep stepping on my heels. 
Is that what Rhonda's thing is? Yeah, Rhonda, all Rhondas, mm-hmm. fucking love giving flat tires. Like there's some sort of middle school bully named Devin. Well, they, uh, their name is Rhonda. Yeah. And they look at tires and they're like, oh, those are Rhonda. And so I don't want them to be Rhonda. So they flatten them. Because there can only be one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rhonda or Rhonda. And they've never walked in a rotunda. No. And just like that song reminds me that we also need a little help sometimes, Ryan. What are ways our listeners can help us? You could send us Beatles songs so we know what they actually sing. Now, I live in the Yesterday universe now. I don't know any Beatles song ever. Um, you can go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You can make that your new Amazon bookmark. Order things from there. Yes. Let's do like a real quick rundown of every single thing that's on Amazon. Zip ties. I think that's it. They have everything from A to zip tie. And it's a zip tie it's to zip, a zip ties. <laughs> so that's your new Amazon way. You can also go over to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and get all kinds of extra little tidbits, bonus shows, articles, and articles, and sometimes t-shirts. It's your. De- it's really your decision. How much is the tier where we just give you less content? Like, <laughs> less content <laughs> than the person less. who is zero. $30 a month. That's, that's a pretty good deal. We'll give you less... We'll be in your ears and eye holes less. We'll pretend that we only do like one 20 minute podcast a week. That's every, and it's just solemnly reading the news. <laughs> I don't even know how to sound solemn. Uh, I think you do like, is that where it's like solemnly reading, born on a reading? Yep. Is that it? You know. <laughs> do we have any more commercials to do, Mike? <laughs> and finally, help us out by rating and reviewing the very show you're listening to right now, wherever you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, subscribe it, tell your friends. Let us know you told your friends. Be a mensch. Let your friends let them know you told them. Bye. Ryan, it is a new era. Four episodes into the second season, we're finally in a new era. Do you know how I know we're in a new era? Do they keep saying it's a new era? Every single character, even though they're in several homes, miles away from each other, lets us know it's the new era. Do you believe in that whole share brain thing where like everybody uh, yes. comes up with farming at the exact same time? That's why I think they cut to Tibet uh-huh. and just a monk who hadn't spoken in years went, it's a new era. And it, for them it was, because he hadn't spoken in 10 years. He's the new Dalai Lama. And then that guy immediately then said, and I think Marissa's a little overdramatic. Just a what little much. Yeah. And like, what do you mean? And then he threw all of his monk furniture <laughs> Listen to me about Marissa. off the cliff. <laughs> because sh- social consciousness, they're did, connected. And then after that, did you uh, hear that that monk went to Vegas? Do you know why he went to Vegas? Tibet. Yes. Seth decides he needs a girlfriend because Zach and Summer are officially dating. That's the best kind of dating, revenge dating. Oh, yeah. I don't want to date you for reals. Is this is I don't care about you at all. That always works out for you. Did you ever do that date to just get back at somebody? Absolutely. I did not do Any that much. Any dates girlfriend? I, I did not do that much dumping in my life, believe uh-huh. it or not. I was usually the dumpy. And yeah, there was at least a day, if not a month, of like, oh, I'm going to get the best girlfriend after this. You're, like, you're going to see it, and we're going to have the best relationship. And it was all based on that. Like That's the whole motivation. And did any of those work out? No. <laughs> well, I'm shocked. That uh, uh, with such a strong emotional foundation, no matter what the emotion is, even with high thrive. school relationships, which uh, don't have, don't ever have a solid foundation. But, That's like, true. It's just every high school relationship it's just is just built, built on quicksand. Yeah, it's just built on quicksand. This is 
quicker, sandier relationships. This is built on a sandbar that's already four inches under the water, and the tide is coming in. This is quicksand where, like, uh, normal quicksand's like, ooh, too much quicksand. This is quicksand where you're just chugging Nestle quick, walking to the beach, and you just sink it right in. This is uh, quicksand where, like, on a Valentine's Day, uh, Kirsten, like, the sex lasts, like, ten seconds. She's like, okay, quicksand. Oh, that's to such her a husband fucking who is good named burn Sandy. name. This is quicksand just like if you're walking and you're like, oh, no, is that an R-O-U-S's? And your name is Princess Buttercup, and you just fall down to the lightning sand. It, that one, that one feels real. Did that happen? Yeah, that's how I why I don't do revenge girlfriends anymore because you lose them to fucking lightning sand and the whatever the fuck Princess Bride. Oh man, if 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 just you could remember your own sentences, <laughs> like clearly I'm not doing a good job, but you should. I could use producer Dave to write those cue cards a little cleaner. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? So why is it a new era? Because Seth needs a girlfriend. Because Sandy's trying to get his practice off the ground. He says it like it's always been his dream, but he just left the law firm that he didn't even want to do it then. Uh, Ryan and Kirsten just want Seth and Sandy to shut the fuck up and stop talking about a new era. Man, those Cohen boys, once you start them going, they just don't stop. And then Ryan and Seth get caught in the quads, visually shopping for girlfriends by Lindsay. Okay, look. Lindsay walked in on an awkward moment, right? Uh-huh. Like, it basically, and, and Lindsay's rough because she has all of these really bad negative thoughts about humans and boys and high school boys, and then she happens to walk in on a conversation that proves all of it true. Yes, and she's not wrong. But I was thinking, like, man, Seth was using the yearbook uh-huh. as his dating app. We will never He's be- He's just ahead of the game. We'll never be like at a time in high school where like you could just open. There's a book of pictures of girls and they're all there, and uh, you have all these options. And they and have you look so up few and they're options. Also there, yeah. I guess could every bar just give everybody a book of who else is in that bar? <laughs> that would be great. Unfortunately, it's a uh, yellow pages, and so you're just calling random old people uh, and asking if Prince Albert is the can. They go what, and you're like, I don't get it either, and you hang up cackling because nothing means nothing. I never understood it. Did you ever like flip through the yearbook and say like, oh, maybe her? Yeah, why not her? Definitely him. I just feel like that uh, high school for me was so uh, like classist that mm-hmm. I couldn't just flip to a random page. Like I, I knew like the six girls that would give me the time of day already. Oh, this wasn't, and this could happen. Uh, but this, this is, I haven't seen anybody in months because it's July. I'm starting to miss school. I'll do this, I guess. It's just a, a day of summer, right? Because before, before you go through the pictures, you read through all the have a kick-ass summer, stay cool, and try to look for hearts on top of eyes and be like, who is that? And then you find the picture and go, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you go, no, you're still who you are. Maybe don't rollerblade the class every day, Mike. The other, the other key thing when you're flipping through the yearbook is go through the index, like the list of names, mm-hmm. and find the people who have the fewest page numbers next to their name. Because they, like, there's no way that we're going to pull the girl who has eight page numbers next to her name. Because she's in yearbook and she's busy. Yeah, she's popular. She's, uh, she, she's doing a million things. Find the person who like, has half a page. Mm-hmm. Like it says, page 493 and a half. They the, could go on a date any night of the week. There's like a little fold out with a, like, uh, uh, like an unclear Sasquatch-like picture of her. It just says not pictured eight yeah. times throughout the yearbook. <laughs> That's the girl. That her? is Mr. Link. So, that, so Lindsay shows up and Seth decides her. He does not see, Ryan clearly likes this girl, because he turns flustery, his leg goes back and forth like he's putting out a cigarette he hasn't smoked since the first episode, and she walks away, and Seth is like, her, and Ryan's like, I know, and he's like, I want to date her, and Ryan's like, what, what, what? No, I totally disagree, yeah. I think, last week we talked about how Marissa walked in on them flirting, Mm -hmm. and instead of like having a conversation and seeing what's up, she ran away crying, and probably made a ton of bad decisions later that night, um... We know after watching this episode that Lindsay does have a thing for Ryan. Right. Uh, 
Seth, I don't think knows here, but Ryan is absolutely the last to know. Mm. I think he's already counted himself out. Okay, then because he does truly think she's dumb, mm-hmm. or wait, he thinks she thinks he's dumb. Yes, but I do think just friend code, person to person code, is if you meet somebody through somebody else and go, they're single, I want to date them. You could probably ask that person mm. who's been spending hours upon hours with them. You're like, that's cool, right? So you think that Seth should have asked Ryan for permission because it's uh, like Ryan has to allow Seth. It's not up to Lindsay. It's about the no, boys it's up to, to only make the decisions. Yeah, that's exactly what I was. I'm so glad you listened. That's nice. Uh, Marissa says this is new era summer. No boy drama. It's confusing because it's now fall, but no boy drama. And Summer laughs at her. Summer's like, there's no way. Have you met you? And Summer calls Zach Ducky. And Ducky doesn't like it. Okay, that's another thing. Zach is on TV. He's a TV character, which means you have to roll with the punches and not make anything awkward. Mm-hmm. But instead, he hears that nickname and was like, whoa, well, time she does the it fuck like three out. times in one sentence. What the fuck is Ducky? I'm not making the scene continue until you explain Ducky to me. And, and he just stomped around. Summer, like, Summer doesn't want to impress Marissa, but it would be cool if Zach just rolled with it and they talked later about Ducky. Mm-hmm. But, like... No, that's you can't just like pull a nickname out of nowhere and then pretend like it's always been there. You cannot. Maybe if they had just watched Pretty in Pink together. Yeah, Pretty in Pink. And Zach looked or acted at all like a young John Cryer, uh-huh. but he does not and will not ever. I think that's true, Sherbert. That is not for the people to hear. You don't that want is like, personally you and me. Okay, it is a decade in the making. Sure, and but not a decade established. No. It's in the making. We are There's still working hints. on making There's this happen. There's been hints it could work someday. So the adults, uh, I'm going to read a long quote. Cal and Sandy are having a work brunch, and Sandy's trying to get the dirt from him. And he's like, well, nobody trusts you. And Cal says, I don't get why. I started from nothing. Made a lot for myself, and I'm still not satisfied. What's the word for that? Such a good Sandy line goes, greed. Yeah. Mmm, Sandy. I think that line probably hit really well when this episode came out, mm-hmm. but today... Even Weller? Caleb has no idea how he is describing everything that's wrong with America. It's like, I, your best friend Paul Manafort just went to fucking jail, Caleb Knuckle. <laughs> I just think that I, uh, I built myself up. I picked myself up by the bootstraps, and I got my seventh yacht. And how come I can't get an eighth yacht? <laughs> and while we are setting this table, uh, Julie is just diving in and literally reading over Kirsten's shoulders while she's trying to do Kirsten's work and looks very butthurt when Kirsten's like, CEOs delegate. Because Julie ain't dumb. Yes. But she's just not good at her job. She is not a good Captain EO, as they are called. And? There's more? There's more. Ryan does ask Lindsay out. Lindsay says yes, and he goes, great, you and Seth will go out. And then we're off to the races. That is everybody you need to know about right now. Okay. I understand that we need story to happen, and there's A-plots, and like nothing moves forward unless there's conflict and story. But... Ryan is not so dumb no. as to step up to a girl who maybe he thinks that she doesn't like her, but she's still a human being, mm-hmm. and say, do you want to go out? And she says yes. And then for him to say, okay, good, you'll go out with Seth. What the fuck was he thinking I don't here? know. Let's do a poll. Let's go down downtown and try it out and see if it works. <laughs> do you have your, uh, your novelty gags with you? Like, yes. can I? I'm going to go up. To, me and a girl make eyes, right? Yes. And she is into my shit because how could you not be? And I walk up, and I'm like, hey, do you want to go out? And so when Ryan's asking that, it's like, uh, just very, do you want to go out in general? Uh-huh. Like, would you like to go out? Do you like the, the idea of going out <laughs> with it's, people? She will, of course, say yes. And then I will say, good, here's my friend Mike, and you will come out with all of your novelty gags. You've got the, uh, the glasses with the nose and the mustache. Oh, sure. Rubber chickens everywhere. And then let's just watch how she deals with the situation. And then I go, but there's more, and pull out the devil sticks. 
and just burst into flames. Is there a person who could like both Seth and Ryan? I think so. Or are they just so far apart? No, I get it. They're far enough apart that you could be into two different kinds of things. Are does the person like? Is it like if you if Ryan hurts you? Or if one of them hurts you, you go for the other one because that's how opposite they oh, are. Oh, for sure. Talk about revenge dating. Yeah. yeah, that could definitely. It's actually crazy that Marissa doesn't just gun for Seth right after this, <laughs> or Sandy, because he's the oh well, bat head cannon. <laughs> uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, I don't know. Let's drive into Juju and Kiki. Let's do it, Ryan. So after Julie gets butt hurt for Kirsten saying, "Hey, please don't." Read over my shoulder, which is annoying to literally everybody in the world. Nobody loves that. Why don't you delegate? And Julie's like, I know you think I'm done and storms out, even though her and Kirsten have bonded a thousand times at this point. Uh, Julie decides to walk into a meeting late that Kirsten said, hey, you don't even have to come to this meeting, and just blows the shit out of the meeting. And afterwards, she... Wait, I'm sorry. Blows the shit out of the meeting. What do you mean? She bombs it. Right. She does not know what they're talking about. She does not have answers to their questions. She keeps ruining it. And then she, super bummed and down on herself, goes to Jimmy for help. Explain to me why. Well, Jimmy is normal. Jimmy is safe. Uh, Jimmy is easily bought because uh, she brings him a lobster roll from the Crab Shack. Uh And for some reason, this line has stuck in my head for years, for decades at this point. Um, Jimmy says, and you brought me a delicious snack. And for some reason, that's such a weird thing to say. Like, because a lobster roll is a meal. Yeah, it's it's a full on sandwich. Like, it's chips away from being an entire lunch. Uh, chips away. More people should be saying that. But uh, just his delivery of that line freaks me out. <laughs> he should be screaming. He should be like, he should uh, on his boat. He should have a dartboard with Julie's face on it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he's like, oh, a delicious snack. Well, he he his girlfriend has left him for Japan and prospects. And I do think like Julie is awful. We've talked about this way, but. Jimmy also led to the downfall of the Cooper family mm-hmm. in more open ways than her by being a chud, by being a criminal. Uh, he let her, I do think she loved him. We've talked about that at 19. I don't think she was the Julie. He kept getting smaller and smaller. She kept filling more of the house and he never fought back. And I do think it's not a healthy way to look, but part of Julie's head had to have been, well, eventually I'll push him so far. He has to have a backbone instead no matter how many times she screamed about China having alopecia, he shrunk more and more. And maybe I know something or two about where Jimmy's at, and I just wish he grew that fucking backbone. It feels like. Do you have alopecia? I have alopecia. You can only uh, blow China has alopecia into a balloon so much before the balloon just pops. It just pops. But whether uh, Jimmy's whole thing was getting away from Julie, or mm-hmm. if Julie just re- represents all of Newport, and Jimmy had to get away from that, right. he is cool, he is calm, and it's not just that he's confident, but he fires off like two or three firecrackers yeah. right at Julie's face once she get on once she gets on the boat. He like he calls her a uh, an idiot, he calls yeah. her a slut like the second that she comes down. And this is their new era where they say things to life. their face they never said before, married, but it's they love it and they like smile and then say doesn't Marissa suck and move on. If anyone in Newport but James Edward uh-huh. Cooper said these things, Julie would dedicate her oh. life to watching them burn that alive. That yacht would sink 10 minutes later. But they're both having fun. Uh, and he gives her advice. He's like, that's, and I feel like he says this every other episode. And he's like, that's not the woman I married. You fucking, that's how she ended up the job last episode. He's right. like, you get that job. That's who I married. Uh, and then he, he's like, she's like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, you do know what to do. You just got to do it the Julie Cooper way. 
And then uh, one of his great singers, he's like, you know, I don't mean sleep with them, right? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And she's like, yeah, I knew it. But so she rolls with that punch. But also, did she? I don't know if she did know that, that she's not supposed to sleep with everyone. I think, no, that that it's don't slip into this because this is your knee jerk defense reaction. Use this as a tool now. And she went, oh, yeah, because I do think she cares about the job. So she got flustered. He's reminding her about her core evil strength. Yes. So there's a couple things going on here. One. Everyone has different skill sets. Mm-hmm. So figure out what yours are. And, and Julie knows them. She's just trying to uh, like forget about her actual skill right. set. She's trying to do what she thinks Caleb and Kirsten would want right. her to do. Two, stop looking up to Kirsten. Mm-hmm. You should. I, don't, I think that's bad advice. Kirsten's awesome. Julie's terrible. But uh, Julie can't move forward until she admits right. that her and Kirsten are two different people. Yeah, look up to her, but do your own thing. And three... Feminine wiles. So uh, Jimmy was half kidding when he said, don't sleep with them right. all. But a lot of what Julie's skill set is, is sort of make them think you will. For sure. And so, uh, and the guys know that it's all fake, and Julie uh-huh. knows that it's all fake, but. It's like a strip club. <laughs> flirting, yeah, it's like a strip club. Flirting gets shit done. And Kirsten even sees it at the party, and her uh, first reaction is like, ew, and her second reaction is, ew. So, yeah, Kirsten's like in PJs. Like, Kirsten's just hanging out at home. And Julie shows up, and she's like, Julie, can't we talk about this morning? She's like, well, the party's here. And there's caterers, because Julie always just rolls deep with caterers. Uh-huh. And also, like, it's this work party. Jimmy just shows up, because I think Jimmy's just one desperately lonely. Right. And also, it's looking for good. The TiVo's broken. This is going to be fun. And not only is he pushing up Julie when it's just the two of them, Kirsten's, like, real down on her. And he's like, she's fine. Chill the fuck out. Like, I did not know... He could have a backbone to Kiki. Yes. That's crazy. At some point uh, recently, Jimmy became the, uh, if Matthew McConaughey was Statler and Waldorf of uh-huh. the, uh, of, for the Muppets, like he just kicks back and it's like uh, just watching the show. Drinking fucking wild turkey. All right, all right, all right. Do you know that he is now the creative director for Wild Turkey and he directs all those commercials he's in? Jimmy Cooper? Yeah, Jimmy Cooper. And their sales have gone up like 13%. When you say sales, do you mean the, the canvas on his boat? Yeah. Jimmy's Just a giant 13% bigger sales. Uh, the, ba- the best exchange is Kirsten be like, oh, God, she just grazed an ass. He's like, no, I don't think so. Oh, no, that, there it is. There it is. That's a classic Julie Cooper move. I, I like this laid back Jimmy. Do you... At some point, do like, is it hard for you to sleep at night? Because even though you got shit yes. done, you still had to graze an ass to get it done. Nah. Or do you just come to terms with the fact that you do things differently? And, and again, Mike, I can't believe this isn't clear. I'm not talking about you when I say you. I'm uh, talking about Julie Cooper. Gotcha. Or do you just come to terms with the fact that some people do it this way, some people do it this way, this is the way that I do it. Like, I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about the fact that part yeah. of my, in my tool belt is ass grazing. Yeah, I think at that point, if I was Julie, I would... Think the way she, I assume, thinks is, aren't these people weak? I can press their buttons. It's not this hard negotiation. I get what I want. But at some point, don't you have to think that uh, I'm trying to do as much as Kirsten does and Kirsten doesn't have to graze ass? I don't know if Julie ever thinks that way. Because the, especially because she's rubbing Kirsten's face in it because she's talking to Harold uh, and Kirsten walks up and they're just talking about horses and Kirsten's like, great, and... Every time Kirsten tries to bring up the thing, the guy looks kind of upset, like the actual deal they're making. And then Julie, sw- and she's like, you know who did the stables all of our horses at? Is Kirsten controlled that? Because preservation and profit, that's your motto, right? And the guy's just like, oh, now I want to talk about business. Like, I think if they worked together, great fucking one-two punch. Yeah. So, yeah, Kirsten realizes uh, that Julie is much like immigrants. Gets the job done. But... So Julie or so Kiki's fine with it. It's cool, but like you don't think Julie stays up at night? She just knows no. that she's Riverside trash and this is what, how they do? 
Yeah, I, I think there's so many other things that could keep her up at night. This is fine. Uh, the main. Thing, I once almost put my daughter in a mental institution because I didn't want to talk to her. The main thing is uh, that keeps her up at night is uh, China. She has alopecia she and she's in alopecia. Julie's bed. Like, that's like, not where you keep an alopecia pony. Julie still isn't sure what alopecia is. Google's not great yet, and she's just like, I don't. I just been told she has alopecia. What does that mean? Does that mean this pony can sing that French song? Mm-hmm. Alopecia, alopecia. Ryan, we do need to take a break. Are you saying what? There's more adults. There Mike. are more adults, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the adult adults, Sandy and Caleb. More nuanced than my uncle's uh, new wife. See, that's not going to make sense to anybody who heard it. Don't record it. I guess not. Don't record it. That's always your fucking advice. Don't record it, says Ryan. There are so many things out there in the world, and we make most of them. And I bet you want to give your opinion. (laughs) Yes. Make sure that you're talking into the pop filter. So, studio audience... Who's looking away for a second, or listeners, or guy in the back who was sneezing so he couldn't see. My pop filter fell off my mic, but I caught it and kept talking into that. Pulling the mic away from you. (laughs) I got confused and scared. Yeah, I know. If you're confused and scared, we're here to help. Not legally, we can't really help you or give advice, but reach out. At your pop filter on Twitter. What are other ways they can reach out to us? You can email us at contact at yourpopfilter.com. Let us know that... (laughs) Maybe uh, these live reads aren't going well. <laughs> or, I don't know why we wrote this script like this. Or call our robot associates. Uh, or we're not doing that anymore. Don't call. Them. Well, we'll just for this last time, call yeah. him. One, One five six two Doctor DJ Pop. We're gonna take him behind the robot shed. Put a robot <laughs> bullet in his robot brain. Wait, do you think that when they go out and kill dogs, they take him out behind a dog shed yes. made of dogs? Yeah. Dogs do shed though. Woo! In the Woo! summertime, Woo! especially Roomba's if you got going a crazy in Southern California. That's cruel. You shouldn't do that. Put it down. I know you think it's cute, but put that shit down. (laughs) Take it behind the dog shed. (laughs) Kill it. Let us know. Let us know what? (laughs) I don't... I don't know. Ryan. Cow is a slippery grease ball, yes? That feels racist. Do you agree? Uh No. Nickel? Caleb, nickel? He's not Italian, but it feels like that you are using Italian slurs. Unless right his granddad was like, Nickeloni. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. So he would be Nick Jr.? He is Nick Jr. Cal Nick Jr. The baseball player? Uh-huh. Nope. That's a guy. <laughs> I love, everybody loves every segment or every show. We, we Dave, producer, uh-huh. is supposed to press the button that goes, free association time. And he, he just edits it out every week. Well, I mean, the button says, no more free association <laughs> time. Oh. Uh, Cal is known to be slippery, and yet he is fucking ravingly slippery in this one mm-hmm. because Sandy's asking him questions and he keeps going frittata like some sort of high dean from the movie Orange County. Man, you claim to be an OC fan, and I think that you are, but I don't think it's your favorite pop culture base in Orange County. I think that you are the biggest Orange County, the movie with Jack Black and Colin Hanks fan on the planet, and you like it more than the OC. It's we are like I, we are who we are. We are who we are. What introduced you to fiction about where you grew up? And I saw Orange County before I saw the OC. Mine was Narnia. 
and I've <laughs> I've never seen a more uh, rabid and on point depiction of my mother than Catherine O'Hara in everything she's in. But Kevin, Kevin, uh, I think you love the movie Orange County so much because you at one point sat on a beach. You were lost. You didn't know what to do. You're a big reader, but you had nothing yeah. to read. You had nothing to inspire you. And then you reached over, and then it, buried in the sand was Orange County, the novelization of the hit movie mm-hmm. Orange the County. The junior novelization. <laughs> You've read that shit so hard. And it, it's written so douchely, just like a guy who fucking loves David Foster Wallace. So many asides to the script reader. Yeah, I'm not going to read David Foster Wallace, but isn't the second best thing an author who loves David Foster oh, Wallace? Yeah, definitely the second best thing in the world. Do you know how many awesome fedoras that guy owns? There are more footnotes than unfooted notes. Going back to real things, Mike, if mm-hmm. I may for you a may. sec... The word frittata is said 98 times in this scene. Frittata. Do you know what that is? I looked it up. I saw a picture. I think it's, you're making an omelet, and then the eggs start to get crusty, and you go, oh, fuck. I fucked this omelet up. But then if you let it get a little burn at the bottom, you made a frittata. Turn that egg into egg-laid and make a frittata. Yes. Also, why is there no egg juice? Why is there no egg juice? Question for another time. Uh, It's not a quiche. Because quiche is egg pie, uh-huh. frittata is egg pizza. Yes? I think so. Okay. It looks amazing. Yes. Caleb is using it as a distraction. Don't talk to me about real life. I'm just going to say frittata. Do you think he started out using it as a distraction and then it became a real distraction? Probably. He just went frittata after every bite? Everybody knows that once you start singing frittata, you can't stop. And it's hard, like, I, I want to sing every song I've ever heard, but without the words, just go frittata, frittata. <laughs> and Sandy knows what's going on because he's a big Yogalatis fan. Uh-huh. So he knows like a word can get oh. stuck in your brain. You can't shit a shitter, Caleb. You want to go do yogalatis? But I like how Sandy, while watching Caleb, and Kirsten, while just hearing mm-hmm. Sandy's story about Caleb, both immediately know that this is all bullshit because uh, uh, happy Caleb to this level uh-huh. is a bullshitting, lying, something to hide He's Caleb. never actually happy. And then, yeah, Kirsten straight up says, she's like, oh, if my dad's acting weird, he's hiding something. Yeah. Like, fucking pin him to the wall on this. Because despite all the frittata talk, because you have to. They're frittatas. You got to talk about them. Like he's just like ah oh, the OC in the morning the sunset I mm. love it mm, shall shall we sail through the river boats and play mini golf through the Amazon sail right through those river boats uh, and then he like slips some names and then he basically like machine guns different names at Sandy and Sandy has to like private detective his way through it and then he later says he sent me to literal dead ends <laughs> <laughs> that he found dead people because Caleb is just that slippery now does Caleb think Sandy a moron? Did uh, So Caleb says, oh, I think it's this person. I think it's uh-huh. my old secretary. Sandy goes to investigate. She's dead. She's dead. Has been for a long time. Does Ca- Caleb think that like Sandy's a dumbass and won't fu- figure that out? Or does he think this is all fun and games? Oh, column A, column B. Is he the OC's Carmen Sandiego just sending <laughs> little boys and girls on adventures? Where in the world is Caleb's deep dark secrets? I think, one, his knee-jerk reaction is everybody's a dumbass. Caleb Nickel doesn't think anybody's smarter than Caleb Nickel. And then when he thinks about it and realizes how much the Sandman has done for him, good or ill, uh, he's having fun with it. And I do also think in the arrogance, it's I can figure out a way to deal with this that Sandy will never figure it out because the problem will be handled in a day. Okay, let's role play. You don't say anything. This is just my improv time. I'm your lawyer. I don't want to be your lawyer, but I am. Stop doing this shit, dude. Oh, I can't argue with that. Uh, so, do you think Joey Tata, the actor who played Nat in 90210, the uh-huh. owner of the Peach Pit, named his daughter Fra? Yes. Her, her full name was Francis. 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 It was almost franchise because he's just always thinking 
Peach Pit, about baby. restaurants. Peach Pits across the nation at every high school. Every high school deserves their own restaurant. But Caleb, okay, so Caleb is an asshole. He's a villain. He thinks it's funny to mess with Sandy. But the, the ultimate thing that they come down to is that uh, Caleb is going to go down to protect whatever it is. Whatever it is. And Sandy finds him at a restaurant and sees him talking to another woman's name he slipped out and went, don't ever talk to her. Right. Uh, Which, that should have been a clue. Yeah. The, when he nope. reacted. Like Find that. a dead person you sent you to first. Uh, and Sandy's like, are you having an affair? And Caleb's response, I, I want to respond to fucking everybody uh-huh. to this. We're in a much deeper water than that. What the? Okay, now I think you killed your secretary. Right. What the fuck are we talking about? But like, I do like how Caleb, at this point, finds an affair so ridiculous. Mm. Like, oh, I wish it was that pish posh. Oh. <laughs> but it is a good line to say. How like, quaint. When my wife says, like, are you picking your nose? I'm just like, oh, we're, much, that, we're much deeper waters than this. That means picking your butt, then. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if it's a one-to-one. But from my nose. I got long fingies. Those are long fingies. Guinness, get over here. Guinness, uh, get this. And this is... I like I love that the nickel couple, Julie and Caleb, are evil. And sometimes we have to treat them like real people and then become evil again. But I don't think two episodes in a row can Caleb use the oh terrible things will happen to you and your wife. And he goes, but it's your daughter goes, Oh terrible. Like, come on, man. The other thing too is um we know what the secret is. Uh-huh. We're not gonna talk about it, but we know what it is. It's not much worse than no, that. It's it totally is fine. It's so I guess often, we'll talk about that later. So often in, in a, probably a couple episodes, so often in TVs or movies when somebody says it's this, and they go, It's so much worse. It it's just the thing you got accused of. Uh-huh. Uh I feel like in Nicole Kidman's hit horror movie, the other, somebody went, You're all dead, and she went, No, it's so much worse. No, girl, you all dead. Like, it's only the thing that you got accused of being. She said it's so much worse, and then she was like, shh, and then wink, 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 wink. And then Misha Barton puked everywhere. She's allergic to dead people. She puked furniture into a pool, Mike. Girls got problems. <laughs> Girls got problems. Is that the Ballad of Caleb and Sandy? I think that's it, yeah. I mean, I wish that just Caleb would understand that uh, lawyers are lawyers and jail is awful. But he loves games. He loves games. Games. Is he the most teenage teenager out of every cast member? Oh, for sure. He's never been forced to grow up. He's and a Toys R Us kid. He's a Toys R Us kid, and that's why they went out of business, because he probably died. <laughs> Can't buy no toys in the grave. Is Caleb Joffrey the Toys R Us mascot? Whoa. Yeah, think about it. I've never seen him in the same place. Because all Joffrey, the or Jeffrey, the yeah. Toys R Us Is mascot. Is Joffrey the <laughs> Toys R Us mascot also Joffrey the Mad King? All Jeffrey the Giraffe, which, come on, Mama Giraffe. There's got to be Rude. a that, that it's not a clever name, Jeffrey the giraffe. But all, all he has to do is paint a Caleb mask on the lower part of his neck, wear a green screen, <laughs> so somebody's just like making it seem like that part's invisible, and he's walking around owning Newport. Live action green screen is the wildest trick you could ever do to anybody. It's crazy. You got to be on point. Uh, remember the usual suspects. That's what he, Kaiser the greatest says trick there. the devil ever pulled was live action was green live screen action on a giraffe. Green screen. Weird final line, bros. Weird final line. Ryan. Yeah. Producer Dave uh-huh. uh, is wildly gestulating. Mm-hmm. What do you think that means? I think that he wants more lettuce. Oh. <laughs> just go to your lettuce fridge. We bought him a fridge full of lettuce. Well, he just kept fucking filling our good fridge with lettuce. We have to stop fridging the lettuce, by the way. Because yeah. every time the lettuce gets shot, then Dave gets inspired to go on a superhero. And he always just hurts another joint, uh-huh. and he has so few joints left. Yeah. Uh, no, we're out of time. We, we are? are? straight up out of time. Do you? This might be hard. Do you wanna, So we have not talked about the kids and their group hang at all. On a high school teenage show. That's why this is such a good show. Uh-huh. The OC. Uh, so we'll have to do the kids next week and talk about how they go on their group hang to the bait shop to watch the killers. 
Do you want to talk about the adult awards? Is that even possible? Yeah, I could do that. All right. Um. So, uh, Sandy Wisdom, mm-hmm. you mentioned before. Um. That's what they call greed. He's like oh, the yeah. reverse Gordon Gecko. He's like, uh, it's not cool to be greedy, bro. And he's like, but my favorite documentary with Michael Douglas says, it is cool to be greedy. Money never sleeps. Uh, my Sandy Wisdom is brought to you by Kiki. Uh, and it's, if my dad is acting all weird, he is hiding mm-hmm. something. Do you have a Jimmy's Gonna Jimmy? Yeah, Jim. I mean, we talked about this too, but uh, his uh, teardown roast of Julie uh-huh. was amazing. I think that we might have to change this award to, because uh, it's like ironic. Uh-huh. Like, Jimmy's got to be awful. But I think we have to change it to, like, Jimmy's got to have the perfect commentary on what's going on on the OC. Jimmy's got a Statler and Waldorf, as you so put it. Uh, I'm changing it a little. Is It will always be JGJ. This week is Julie's got a Julie. Showing up to somebody's house with caterers and a full party in tow is the juliest Julie that's ever Julied. And we were talking about, is Caleb the teenageriest teenager mm-hmm. uh, showing up with everybody at the same time to a house party and having everybody walk in at the same time. How many high school party movies have we seen that in? Right. Can't Hardly Wait, Mean Girls, There's Nobody There, and then you hear the no, doorbell, no. and then with Julie, it's all caterers, but still, party's on. Party is because she throws only classy parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you pour another one, Kirsten? Yeah. Got to have the same one? I think so. It's uh, sh- Julie goes to get them drinks, Kirsten Herbert, and says, be careful, Herbert. Kirsten's got a bit of a hollow leg. So is this a phrase we know? I think... I've read some Dickens in my day. Yeah, it's like 1800s level <laughs> or phrase, right? Or some pirate right? bullshit. Like, it's definitely old school. But the, I, the, is the gist of the phrase that she can put it away as if uh, it all went into her leg? Yeah. I as think if she's some sort of skeleton drinker? You can drink so much, of course you have to be pouring it into a leg to win contests against dwarves. I don't really understand the full logic. Yeah, are you cheating in some sort of unspoken drinking game where you I think so. pour it into your hollow leg or do you have a body that works where you drink it and then instead of going to your liver, uh, yeah, all of your drunk facilities, it just goes right into this wooden leg that's attached to the rest of your anatomy somehow. The lesser sequel straight to DVD of the Kevin Bacon Hollow Man. He said, hollow leg. Hollow leg. I look like a dude, but I got an invisible leg. Don't know what to do about it. I mean, I guess there's drama there if just your leg is invisible. Yeah, people kick it all the time, <laughs> so you start murdering. You like, can't see me. Like, well, I can see most of you, bro. Everybody's like, what's up, half Gary Sinise from Forrest Gump? Oh, so rude, so rude. That's it. It's a 10-second movie. That's it. Quick, quick. It's a vine. Mm-hmm. It's a double vine. <laughs> so that's the show. We'll get to the rest of the wards, all of the kids, and a very special fan email we got an email we got an email i'm gonna be honest it's mostly things we would probably talk about anyway well i mean we get emails all the time but we got an email that's not crazy alt oh yeah this is there's not a hint of pewdiepie in this email so we get to just fucking read it yesterday Uh, was pewdiepie day i believe 314 uh, this is months ago when we are uh recording this so before we go i want to say thank you to you Mm -hmm. and thank you to the holophonics thanks holophonics stay gay hololegophonics and you know what ryan yeah can you please last word get me Last word. There's Green Lantern. JPEG's Latro! California! Boon companion on this travels through the dark, seedy streets of Newport Beach, California, is the one, the only. R- 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 Ryan, don't call him Atwood, Ryan.
Satan? Ew. <laughs> it came out of so many orifice eyes. I don't think I'm a good spit taker. No. It's hard. I think it, it's a skill. People think they can do it. And then you're going to throw your back out. You're not some young buck who could just spit take whenever he wants anymore. But I was trying to do. Oh, I have my lungs are filled with water. <laughs> We're start over. I've never seen. So- oh, this is real. 